Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Hey everybody, this is JB and Madison. Welcome to the Texas Tailgate Talk Podcast, the show that deep dives into Texas sports scene for people who love football, basketball, and all the likes. So, let's get started. Hey, it's James from Texas Tailgate Talks. Just wanted to let you guys know, today's episode is going to be a three-part series. There's going to be three separate episodes. The first one is going to be going over the University of Texas' football season this upcoming season. The second is going to be Texas A&M season, and then the third is going to be Texas Tech. These are going to be relatively shorter episodes until the season actually gets going, so we're just going to kind of dive right in. First off, we're going to start off with the Longhorns. Let's see how last year turned out. So last year, of course, they didn't have a super great season. Uh, well, actually, it was a pretty terrible season, if you ask me. Even from an A&M fan, I know Texas's expectations is going to win the Big 12 and not even going to a bowl game. That's pretty sad. So starting off the season, they won a 20-point win from Louisiana, and they looked great. Had some QB issues going between Hudson Card and Casey Thompson going back and forth, and it was mainly Hudson Card for the first part. Then against Arkansas, Arkansas ran all over them, and that didn't know that that was going to be a precursor for what actually was going to become for the entire season. Turns out the overall the entire season, they allowed 426 yards a game, with 31 points per game. But after Arkansas, they riled off three quick wins against Rice, Texas Tech, and TCU, all three of which they should have won. So going in 4-1 and one against the all-important Red River rivalry against OU. And they lost a heartbreaker 55-48. to If you watch that game, you know that game was just crazy going back and forth. But then after that, the wheels kind of came off. Because as soon as they did that, they went... They hosted Oklahoma State, lost by eight. Then they went to Baylor and lost by a touchdown. And at that point, everything really came off the rails because they played at Iowa State and got just blasted. And then the pinnacle of their season, they lost to Kansas again in overtime. Then went to West Virginia and lost. Came back, won against Kansas State at the end of the year, but they ended five and seven overall. That's just not a good year. So the main thing is we're going to look at the offensive depth chart this year going in. There's a couple of key positions. As everybody knows, Quinn Ewers, the redshirt transfer, quote, quote, unquote, because he really didn't play much at Ohio State. Coming in, the South Lake Carroll kid, now he's going up against Hudson Card since Casey Thompson's gone. Between those two, you have two very similar styles, but you have the you know what you're getting out of Hudson Card versus what does Quinn Ewers have? I mean, he was the number one recruit in the nation when he was coming out of high school, left a year early. What is he going to do this year? That's a big question mark. The one question mark that is really not even there, I mean, it's not even a question mark. You probably have the best one-two punch in all of college football with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. I mean, even though Roshan Johnson's a quarterback turned running back, it's still he is – a phenomenal number two and Bijan's probably going to be his first round pick in this draft. I don't like running backs going in the first round of the draft, but if I was an NFL GM, you can't miss with this guy. I mean, he's going to be a stud receiving. You got Xavier worthy. You know what you're getting out of him. He is just a phenomenal player. True freshman last year, I believe. And he is just, he's going to be a stud. Like he is a stud already. He's, I mean, it's got to be now. Your offensive line, you pretty much got four people that have been here, done that. They 
starting from last year. Now, the big question, can Devin Campbell come in and start immediately? That's the big question. Super highly touted offensive lineman. Really great recruiting class for them. Is he going to slide in and start, or are we going to maybe see like a Hayden Connor, maybe a Cole Hudson? Like, who knows exactly who's going to fill into that left guard spot? But you've got Karich, Jake Majors, Angelou, and Christian Jones lining out your offensive line. The next question is going to be your tight end position for me. you got Jatavian Sanders, who was here last year, mainly a special teamers guy, but, you know, he has he's a five-star guy. You don't really see five-stars start and play mainly special teams, but, you know, who knows. Then the big question mark is Jaleel Billingsley. Transferred from Alabama, had a really good season last year. You thought he might go to the draft. Then he decides, eh, no, not really going to do that. I'm going to come in. I'm going to go play for Sarkeesian and see how that goes. So that's going to be the big question mark with the tight ends. You know you've got Xavier Worthy. Now you've got Isaiah Nyer from Wyoming, and you got your slot receiver, Jordan Whittington. You know what he is. He's been here for a while. He's a he's bona fide slot receiver. So tight end position. Can Jatavian Sanders take that next step to – being great, or will Jalil Billingsley, which you know what you got in him, going to slide in? On the defensive side, I have no idea what happened with them last year. Allowing, like I said, 420 plus yards a game, only getting 14 turnovers and 20 sacks for 12 games, I can't tell you what happened. You have one of the best players in college football at the linebacker position with DeMarvin Overshawn. Start off when he went to Texas, he was a safety. Then they moved him to the linebacker, and that's where he has absolutely thrived. He is, I mean, absolutely a stud. But there has to be somebody that pairs up with him. You've got some people that you think might be, like Brockermeyer if he shows up. Jalen Ford, he was a, a guy from Frisco. He's a junior this year. He played pretty well last year. But somebody's going to start up, step up, and compete. Your defensive line is really, really strong. You've got Ojimo, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins. Like you're, you're really, really good in your front four. Coburn, Odufu, those players are going to be there and they're going to rotate in and out. But yet somehow every team decided that they could just run down Texas's throat. Is that due to the lineman? Is that due to the linebacker? Not really sure what's going on or why that's the case. Why they allowed so many rushing yards. Could it have been a steam thing? Could it have been players in a wrong position? As far as secondary goes, you've got Deshaun Jameson. You've got Ryan Watts, who is, I believe, a transfer. And you've also got the freshman Terrence Brooks from Little Elm. With all these guys in, you have some good players as far as on paper. Now, can they actually make it work and be able to push forward and become, you know, the Texas that everybody expects? Um, That's going to be the absolute biggest key, especially with the start of the season, week number two, you're going and you're playing the Crimson Tide in Alabama. That is going to be the number one key play, number one key game that they got. Overall, though, transfers, you got, like I said, Jaleel Billingsley, Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. You've got Adie Hall, who's coming in from Bama. You've got Ryan Watts, the corner, coming in from Ohio State. 
You have the number five recruiting class in the nation, getting Calvin Banks, getting Devon Campbell. You got these guys coming in that are should be Brennan Thompson as well. These guys are five star stud receivers or stud players. Like these are the cream of the crop that you can get. Now, can you develop? That's what we've seen. We've seen Texas get five stars over and over and over, but they haven't been able to really get them to go to the next level. Sometimes they're they're getting there, sometimes they're not. It's really hit or miss. You've got some programs that are smaller school programs like Pitt, Cincinnati, those guys, they take three-star recruits, two-star recruits, and they turn them into four or five-star. Like Desmond Ritter, like Kenny Pickett. Like these guys, they find the diamonds in the rough. Texas is getting the cream of the crop, but they haven't shown a consistent ability to develop them. I mean, they hit a home run with B. John Robinson. We know what he is. He was a five-star guy. We basically knew who he was going into this freshman year, and he showed us, yeah, he's the real deal. But 2022 this year, let's go in. Let's do a step-by-step for my predictions on the 2022 season for the Longhorns. Starting off, you're hosting Louisiana Monroe. That's going to be an easy one. That's going to be a win. So Texas is going to start off 1-0. Then you get to host Alabama. Contrary to popular belief, as much as I don't like Texas, and people will, and I will talk about this all the time, I really think they're going to play very well against Alabama just because Sarkeesian knows how Nick Saban's team runs. Now, with that being said, I still don't think they'll win, but I think it will be really close. And if they do upset Bama, I would not be very surprised. But I'm going to say it's an L. So then they're 1-1. One one. UTSA, I love what Trailer is doing in San Antonio. Their team is, I mean, their team is awesome. But it's Texas. You cannot lose that game. They're going to win that. Then they travel up to Lubbock, Texas Tech. Another first-year head coach, Joey McGuire. think what he's going to do is going to be really special, but there's just no way they can win that game. So Texas is now 3-1. and one. Home against West Virginia, that's a win as well. So 4-1 and one going to the Red River rivalry. I don't know how this year is going to be, just with all the question marks of the OU new staff, their new quarterback, just basically changing the guards when – the coach from OU just decided to up and run whenever they announced they were going to the SEC. They bring in Venables from Clemson, and, you know, I really think that he's going to be a good coach for them. I just don't know how it's going to be in year one. I'm giving the win to Texas there, going 5-1, and one, then going to home against Iowa State, which is going to be a win as well. They need revenge from last year. So 6-1 and one going to at Oklahoma State. That's going to be a very – key game to me. I think that's going to tell, is Texas for real? Will they win the Big 12 or will they not? I think that Oklahoma State is going to be very, very good this year. And I actually see them stealing that because it is in Stillwater and it's a very hard place to play. So they, two losses up until that point. Then they have their bye week. After that, they go to at Kansas State, home against TCU and at Kansas. They're going to win all three of those. They're not going to let it happen again with Kansas. I will say this till I'm blue in the face. They should always beat Kansas, but yet somehow Kansas is has finds a way to beat them. Then that puts them at the what I think could be a Big 12 championship game type atmosphere, home at DKR versus Baylor. And honestly, that game could go either way. 
I think if Texas is at that point where they are nine and two at that point, I think they might actually win it, get to ten and two, get to the Big Twelve championship game, probably a rematch against OU, or even they might have to turn around and play Baylor again. But I think they win that and I think they get to the Big Twelve title game against either OU or Baylor or Oklahoma State. I think all three of those would be good matchups for Texas, but we'll kind of look in. Um, key players, I think, that are going to be huge this year. I mean, you've got Bijan Robinson. And then if Quinn Ewers gets the starting job week one, I think that they're just going to kind of throw him out to the wolves a little bit. The biggest thing is they got to give him time to develop. They can't just throw him out and just say, okay, if you don't do good, then we're going to replace you after week one or week. Make the thing where Quinn Ewers is going to be your starter you've got to just run with them the whole year and let Hudson Carr try to train him and tell him, show him how to learn how to be a starter in a big-time program like this. But that is something that we definitely will see. I'm very excited for this year for Texas. But if you guys have any questions or if you have any suggestions for me going forward, absolutely let me know. But that's going to be it for the day, guys. Hope you all have a good one and hope you guys listen to the next two episodes. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from Texas Tailgate Talks, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TX Tailgate Talks. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.